Cats at Night. Now, here's John Katsimatidis. Today, we have the former governor of uh, the state of New York, Andrew Cuomo. Uh, I go back with his father a long, long time. Uh, I go back with him a long, long time. And uh, Governor Cuomo, I understand you're, you're marching on with those podcasts. Tell us about it. Uh, good to be with you, John, and good to be uh, with you. And congratulations on being number one at five o'clock by a large margin. Large margin. Large margin. Uh, Judge, good to uh, be with you. And uh, Chairman Scott, good to be with you. And Lydia, uh, a pleasure as always. Uh, you know, I was talking about the issue today, John, of uh, migrants in this country. New York City has a major problem. Uh, about 17,000 migrants have been sent to New York City, cost of $1 billion, right? Uh, and Mayor Adams has been trying to figure out what to do with them, and now a facility in Randall's Island. But it's the last problem New York City needed, right? This is on top of homeless, on top of everything else. Uh, and the migrants have overwhelmed the homeless system, uh, and he's actually uh, had to find a way to build new facilities. It's New York it's Washington, D.C., it's Chicago, it's uh, Atlanta, L.A., and the migrants, as you know, are being sent up from the southern states. Uh, but it's a more complicated situation than uh, people want to make it. You know, we're now in this political mode where everything's black and white, you're Democrat, you're a Republican. Uh, these are not immigrants. These are asylum seekers. And what happened is uh, President Trump had closed the border to asylum seekers where they had to stay on the Mexico side of the border until their claim was heard. And President Biden opposed that. And he said, I'm going to open the border and they can wait in this country, which had been the longstanding practice. It went on for a couple of years. He opened the border, but they never made preparations for the influx. And now you had this backlog of people who were waiting for the gates to open. The gates open. The crowd comes in. State of Texas was overwhelmed. I understand Governor Abbott's point. Uh, state of Florida was overwhelmed. The border towns, El Paso, it went up 40 percent. Uh, and they then sent the migrants north to make their point. But the federal government did drop the ball. When you open the gates, you have to be prepared to deal with the issue. You know, when you change policy, you need the program ready for the policy change. It's not just political rhetoric. I agree. We all, we, we all agree. Uh, Governor, we all agree. Because, but and the bigger problem, even on the border, is uh, the drugs coming into America and killing American people. Well, look, you have you have both. And I think they're they're tied together because the border now is overwhelmed, John. And uh, you talk to the, the customs agents and any of the federal officials, the volume is just so high because the border was closed for a few years. It was then forecast that it was going to be opened. Uh, and you've had all sorts of illegal activity uh, coming up in preparation for the border opening. And uh, it happened. And it's all across the country. And uh, the federal government is is primarily responsible. Immigration is a federal issue. It's not Mayor Adams' issue. He should not be paying a billion dollars and having to figure out where to put them. This should be the federal government that comes in, steps up to the plate, and takes responsibility. 
The state of New York government, by the way, also has responsibility. New York City is a sanctuary city. New York State's a sanctuary state. Why doesn't the state come in and say, you know what, we're going to spread this around upstate, Long Island, everybody help out. Mm-hmm. Uh, 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 and on top of that, and last point, for the Republican governors to play politics by moving people around this country was reprehensible. Governor DeSantis from Florida, I get the point, the political point, uh, but it was just wrong to use migrants as political pawns on the chessboard. He's under civil and criminal investigation for it. Uh, I've seen a lot of lousy politics, but this was uh, one of the worst stunts that I've seen. Well, yeah, yes. I mean, uh, I, I guess they're all playing their own uh, in their own arena. Uh, but those some of those people went up to Martha's Vineyard, where you know supposedly they they love them and they want to help them. Welcome and, to Martha's Vineyard. Now get the hell out. <laughs> Yeah. Well, but look, uh, this is that Governor DeSantis puts uh, puts them on a plane, sends them to Martha's Vineyard. It was a stunt. It yes, was it a was. Stunt. It, you know, the truth is, it is it, it is a stunt. What, my, yeah. Governor, may I ask it you works. a question? What about Please. the Biden? And I think you're absolutely correct. That's a failure of the Biden administration to have a policy and a program to deal with this. But how about the Biden administration flying people into the Westchester airports? in the middle of the night without any notice to localities and dispersing them around the state of New York, Governor? Look, I am not, uh, I'm not playing politics here with this one, Judge. I'm not saying, uh, well, the Republicans are bad and the Democrats are good. I'm done with that garbage. You know, that's why this country is in the situation that it's in. Uh, the federal government blew it. The federal government dropped the ball. Yep. And, and, and they're not subsidizing the states where these people are going. Not only not subsidizing, John, I would go further than that. It's their responsibility. Yes. If I'm Mayor Adams, I'm governor of the state of New York. I call up Joe Biden and say, hey, come here and figure it out. Because I have 17,000 people who came to the country by your order. And uh, I don't have the ability to deal with it. And it's not my problem. Yep. One thing the local government doesn't do and state government doesn't do is immigration. Uh, So it is a federal responsibility, purely. And and when I saw uh, Mayor Adams, is the same discussion we had years and years ago about the cruise ships. I told him, call President Biden, get a a retired aircraft carrier. You could sleep 10,000 people on it. Yeah, but look, first of all, I would say, President Biden, you figure it out. Yep. Right. Yeah, it is. Right. Responsibility. Start, You're right. You want. Yeah. You want to start to talk about taking care of the 17,000 migrants. All right. That's on top of 40,000 homeless. You know what I mean? Uh, so where does it stop? Well, we're going to find cruise ships for the migrants. Mm. And how about the homeless who are already in the shelters? And how about the people who are on the street who you have to get off the street? You know, this was an additional issue on top of everything else. That was created by the federal government's own making. Governor Ed Cox here. Is that because they're ignoring it? I mean, they're they're saying the head of Homeland Security, saying the vice president, the border is secure. Is it really secure? Well, secure, Ed, uh, by their terms, by their policy, they're saying it is secure. They're saying Asylum seekers are allowed to enter. They're not sneaking through. 
we are allowing them to come in. And by the way, that has been the long-term policy until Trump changed it. And I agree with the policy. But uh, it's the competence of government that is failing. You know, government is not rhetoric. It's operational. <laughs> it's details, baby. Oh, yep. Uh, That's it. Let them come in. And, and where are they going to stay? And what car are they going to drive in? And who's going to process the paperwork? Uh, the immigration, the backlog on immigration claims, they have like 2 million pending already, 750,000 asylum claims. It can take years to have an asylum claim heard. Where do they go in the meantime? It's crazy. It's, it's not. And, track of them and in the Governor, meantime? the other big problem we have in the state is the crime problem. I mean, it's getting out of control, and it seems like nobody's taking it serious. Uh, what say you? I say it's worse. It's even worse than that, John. I'm in an Uber. Now I'm an old guy, right? I'm a New York City guy all my life. I'm in an Uber. The driver is, is even older than me, probably about, <laughs> 70, probably about 70 years old. The guy from Manhattan ran bars in Manhattan, uh, all sorts of different jobs, but a real New York City guy. And we're chatting. Uh, and I said, what do you think about how bad it is? He says, worse than ever. Mm. I said, hold on. I said, not worse than ever. Not like uh, late 70s, the 80s. Uh, you're afraid to walk down the block, the chain snatching. Uh, you couldn't show jewelry. He said, you're wrong, Governor. Worse than ever, I'm telling you. Now, that there should even be a debate whether it's worse than it was at the worst part is frightening. Uh, it is very bad. And, you know, public safety works two ways. There's the reality of it and there's the perception of it. People are saying, I feel scared. I feel afraid. They, they, they are afraid. Governor, yeah. they are afraid. They're scared to take subways. They're scared to, to walk around to dinner. Uh, people are going to an early dinner while it's still light. They're scared to walk around the streets. And uh, you know where I live, Governor, and, and I took my wife to the last Saturday night up around the corner to the restaurant. Uh, I had, uh, walking through those dark streets, I was nervous. Yeah. And look, you have politicians saying to them, you shouldn't be scared. What kind of answer is that? Don't tell me how to feel. If I tell you I feel scared, that's how I feel. The answer can't be your feeling is not valid. And then they're very good. At, they're very good at saying what's not the problem. The laws aren't the problem. Enforcement's not the problem. DAs aren't the problem. Judges aren't the problem. Well, what is the problem? And fix it. Identify the problem and fix it. The, and that's what we're not doing. And the MTA is in trouble. Uh, and, uh, you know, a large percentages of the people are not paying uh, the, 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 fare. the fare at all. Yeah, but John, this, this goes back three years. Uh, it's an overreaction to uh, a, a situation where the community lost faith in police and there were situations that were terrible, you know, uh, the uh, Mr. Floyd situation, et cetera. Uh, I understand we need responsible, effective 
uh, policing and police need the right protocol, the right training, et cetera. But you need police. You know, I called for uh, a cop on every train uh, when I was governor and I got shouted down. No, we don't need more police. Defund the police. See, this is the problem. Uh, Eric Adams, uh, Mayor Adams, and uh, Governor Hochul had a press conference last Saturday that they're going to get 1,200 police officers to work over overtime Mm. on the subways. But those police officers, between me and you, and we know each other a long time, they're scared stiff. They're not going to arrest anybody. I mean, the people they arrest will end up going home before they're still filling out paperwork. Yeah, and look, they're afraid. You need, I think, more police, number one. And number two, the police have to be able to do their job, and they have to know that they're going to have the backup to do their job, Uh, and that there's not going to be a video uh, that uh, is going to get everybody fired. You know, they have to do it right. They have to be respectful. They have to follow the law. Yes. But police have to be able to police. The police are, between me and you, we know each other a long time, they're starting to get scared. That's why they're retiring. You know, if you only have one, if 4,000 police officers are retiring, mm-hmm. and he's getting 1,200 to, to do overtime, we're, we're, you know, when your dad was, was governor, uh, and uh, at the time of David Dinkins, too, they hired 6,000 new police officers. This is 1,200 police officers on overtime with no new police officers. I mean, that's a, it's a joke. It makes no sense. It, well, because they're in denial. Uh, you know, we're in denial. We don't have a problem. No, we do have a problem. You just feel unsafe. Uh, you shouldn't feel that way. No, we have a problem. And it is both personnel uh, and then the personnel who have the training to do the job. And you have to back them up. You know, a lot of the police officers will say, look, I'm not touching anybody. Because if I touch anyone, I get into trouble. And I think you're right, John. And we live this. We Governor, know how to do this. We did it. Well, let me just finish one quick ahead, point. Please. We, did, we did this once before. David Dinkins came in, beautiful mayor. My father was governor. The city was in real 6, trouble. 6,000 new, and, and the judge is jumping up and down. Wait, he I says, was, Peter yeah. Vallone helped too. He wait, says, wait, wait. <laughs> Peter I was there. Peter Vallone, yes. I was God there. Peter you Vallone. were there. Your father was yes. there. We had effective leadership. The Safe Street, Safe City was a, Peter, yeah. was a Peter Vallone initiative. We brought Dinkins along. Your father was there. He led the legislative leaders in the Assembly and the Senate, and we protected the city. That's the record. And the fact yeah. is, we can do it again, but you need strong leadership need again. Leadership. But how do you fix that the problem? Exactly how do you fix the Why problem? Strong no, leadership. Go- you have to, you Wait, have let to me turn ask the go- that legislature let me ask the around. Governor. governor, Governor Cuomo, if you had a magic wand, how do you fix the problem? You're an effective leader. You know what you're doing. How do you fix the problem? Obviously, the first step is acknowledging there's a problem, which a lot of people are not doing. But how do you fix the problem once you acknowledge it? Safe streets, safe cities, too. You don't have to come up with uh, reinvent the wheel. You know how to do this. We did it before. Safe city, safe streets, 6,000 cops. It increased the percent of cops on parole, on patrol by 54%. Mm. Think about that. 
additional cops on patrol by 54 percent. And there was community empowerment programs, uh, et cetera. The state, Governor Mario Cuomo, God rest his soul, they passed it and they funded it. And Mayor Dinkins did it in partnership with the state. That's what we need here. And then the police have to be able to do their job. And they have to be able to do and their they, job without fear of being criticized. Or, or, or their pension taken away from them. Yeah. Somebody yeah, has look, to back the, back the blue. And that's the bottom line. Yes. Now, if, somebody, if a cop does something wrong, of course. Agreed. Of course. But you can't go so far the other way that people are afraid to do their job. Governor, because you have the common sense of your father, so I guess you must be the, your father's son. I had his big nose, too. <laughs> one, one last point, John. Tell us, because tell us, we have to take a break in about a minute. I was HUD secretary, Housing and Urban Development. I worked in every state in this country. I worked in hundreds of cities. Cities have a tipping point. And once they get past that tipping point, it's very hard to get them back. You cannot mess around with the feeling of public safety, not post-COVID, when people can live anywhere, uh, work from home. They don't have to be in New York City anymore. Don't take them for granted. We agree 100 percent, Governor. Governor, uh, tell us uh, where people can hear your podcast. Uh, On Apple Podcasts, Andrew Cuomo. uh, um, And that's it. Andrew Cuomo, Apple Podcast. As a matter of fact is the name of the podcast. As a matter of fact, because facts are nice. We used to deal in facts at one time. Remember that, Judge? Yes. (laughs) Yes, sir, we did. Judge, you had you had Peter Valone. You ran Peter Valone's office with Peter Valone, and uh, and we had and, a great guy. We had a great had governor Mario Cuomo. That's had right. common we, sense. We, Peter we had a great governor. And we got sense. the job done. We got and Judge, you're a common sense Democrat. Governor Cuomo's a common sense Democrat. What happened to your party? Went crazy left on us. That's what happened. Well, it went the the moderates who are the predominance of the party, and I saw this in Albany are afraid of the left. The left is tiny, but they are mighty because they are activists and they're on social media and they threaten primaries. And the tail is wagging the donkey. The tail is wagging the elephant also, by the way. And that's another conversation with their position on abortion and and marriage equality, etc. But it's the extremes who are pulling the moderates and paralyzing the moderates. Agreed. Governor Amen. Cuomo, let's have more discussions. I think our audience uh, likes what you're saying, and uh, we'll catch up again real soon. Good to be with you, Judge Ed, Lydia. John, thank you very much. Thank you so much. It's Cats at Night on the Red Apple Podcast Network.